You are now tuned in to Queen Tone, a podcast where all women, especially black women, are invited to share their thoughts, opinions, and experiences with the world without being asked to check their tone. This is a safe space to tune in to hear two millennial women's take on social, political, comedic, and straight up what the fuck topics every other week where we bring it to you straight, no chaser. Because let's be real, it's usually never actually the tone that's too loud, but rather the truth. I'm Dana, a Detroit player paid for being a nerd with my tech savviness and product mindset, but known for my love of 90s R&B, comedic wit, and very on-brand Capricorn lifestyle. And I'm Nita, paid for being a bad bitch and improving people's lives, but also known for my ability to speak truth to power and dance to the beat of my own drum. Real Aquarius shit. And this is Queen Tone. Queen Tone. We back. Yeah, my voice is kind of low on that. My my voice I feel like is. I need to. I feel like we should just pre-record the intro. That way we don't yeah. have to say it. Because I feel like I'm doing a disjustice every time. Yeah. Because I'm not. Are we? It with the, do we still? Do we still need to go? Do we still need to do that? I don't know. Maybe it's a rebrand, like a new. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Tell us what you tell, tell us that. what y'all think. Yeah. <laughs> y'all got an idea. Tell us what y'all think. Now it's just a habit. Uh, my voice is also. I feel like low and a little raspy. I. Yeah. I'm sick. Um. Actual, like actual sick. Actually sick. Well, I no mean, Rona, it is a season. It, I yeah. mean, it is a season for colds. But, yeah. you know, Rona or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, As my auntie change. used to say, it's pneumonia weather. Yeah. But I feel fine. It's just the symptoms are, are there. Um, so my well, voice the may be symptoms is what makes a cold a cold. The symptoms See, is what a, makes your, I guess your not, body is fighting against the cold. So... To me, Doctor Inamudia. Um, yes, because <laughs> I am a doctor. <laughs> I feel like when I like feel okay and just have like a runny nose or a mm-hmm. choppy throat, it's like I'm good. But when I'm like feel lethargic and it will, exhausted, yeah. Yeah. that's when I'm like, oh, I'm out the, I'm out the game. Yeah. Um. But last weekend, I was supposed to go to Atlanta. I was supposed to be at Spellhouse Homecoming. Oh, I, you didn't go. No, I was sick. Oh, that was so. I think I, I, I think I, didn't go. I think I tweeted something like, "I hate making adult decisions" or something, whatever. Like, if y'all know me, y'all know mm-hmm. I, I will hop to a homecoming often, <laughs> yes. very quickly. A lot of niggas thought you went to spell me. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, did, I did not. Um, so I was supposed to go, and then I was also seeing my brother, and then like a bunch of my friends. Oh right, there. you were supposed to like decorate. There was a whole, there was a whole. Yeah, thing. it was a whole purpose for the weekend. I was supposed to help my brother decorate, um, his apartment, and then also go to homecoming, and then also for work we were having like a um, a recruiting event that Friday, um, mm-hmm. and on I was supposed to fly out Thursday night, and like Wednesday night I was like the thought of doing anything getting on a plane having to yeah. do anything it was like it's not gonna happen so i canceled um and i was told my brother i would go visit him um like Some next month time. or yeah or december or something like that but i was like wow that's a real responsible and adult decision because i normally would have just pushed through um yeah growth growth don't push that right i mean and also just old age like like my ass i was uh you know this but while you were sick i was physically sick because i my ankle and my shoulder decided to act up and i had to go to so i was walking around on tuesday at work like quasimodo literally limping with like a shoulder hunch and like everybody all of my staff was like nina are you okay like you don't look well and i was like oh you know I'm okay like, 
work today for whatever. So I left early. Limp. Went to I'm okay. Limp. Yeah, I'm fine. Right. Uh, went to work. I mean, went to, left work, went to urgent care, got x-rays. Turns out got tendonitis in my rotator cuff, whatever the fuck that means. Got to go to physical therapy. My ankle is a little bit better. Luckily, it wasn't anything serious. But yeah, you just, the older you get, yesterday, somebody told me you got, you have to be brave to get older. And I definitely get that because you just wake up with just, you know, things mm. and your body doesn't recover as fast. So it's just something, you know, mm. even in your 30s, you're like, damn, like, it's not the yes. same where I can hop, skip and go with an injury or being sick like I used to. No, I feel it. My cousin, um, he's a cousin by marriage, so he's older, like in his 70s. But we were at a family reunion. He was like, the thing about old age is you have to think about everything you do. And at first I was like, mm. oh, OK, yeah, like think about, oh, I'm going to go to the store, blah, blah, blah. He was like, no. You have to think like you dropped a pen. Okay. Am I going to bend with both legs or with one? Is there a table around for, he was like, you have to think about every movement that you do. Cause if you don't, you end up with something broken. And I was like, damn, he was like, yeah. So no, that's, that's, he was like, that's that's why my ass is sitting down right here. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's so real. And I, you know, we try to stay active though. I mean, we work out and stuff, but even working out, like, yeah, the doctor's like, did you do something? Like, did you recently start working out? I'm like, I've been working out for years yeah. at yeah. the exact same time at the exact same intensity. <laughs> and it just so happened that my body said no to that. That's like, there's yes. nothing new about my workout. I so, injure myself yeah. doing shit that has nothing to do with the gym. Like I, I dropped down too fast and bend my knees to get like a pot from my cabinets underneath. And it's like, oh, I heard a pop. Something's up with my knee. Right. Now my knee nothing hurt for three weeks. Right. Like. Yeah, it wasn't because- the it wasn't the squats in the gym. It wasn't the stairmaster. Right. It was me trying to get a pot. To get a pot. Um, yeah, it'd be the unsuspecting in- injuries, like the unsuspecting times. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yes. Um, um, did you do anything fun this week? No prepping to. No, I was like, <laughs> did I do anything? No, um, work trying to get over the cold. Um, mm-hmm. No, or I like changing out my closet because it's really no longer summer. Um, I was oh, trying to yeah. hold on a little That's bit too longer, too. so That's I need to redo that. Um, and then also in the effort to do that, um, I need a new wardrobe, but like okay. not like a, not like a let me throw. <laughs> I get that, everything. yeah. Not like mm-hmm. a let me throw everything out, but like a, I feel like I want to dress differently or just you know like oh mm-hmm. I've worn this this I'm good at keeping stuff for a while. I've never been me the too. one outfit for yeah. picture thing, but then I'm like. I think I wore this senior year and I was like, I think, yeah. I like, do this. I actually need this? Like, do yeah. I, do I, when was the last time I put this on or is this still like a good fab? It's like different stuff again, old age and we're yeah. not that old, but it's just like, it's like, Oh, like I don't need this t-shirt like from Forever yeah. 21 that I bought 10 years ago anymore. Like yeah. I can go and get a nice sweater from somewhere yeah. or, or even like, a um, I don't know if you've been paying attention on like Twitter with like the, people with fast fashion and like Shein, Shein, Fashion Nova, all that Uh type of stuff. But even like having a balance between quality pieces that last years and years and then little, oh, it's a cute t-shirt type, whatever. Like, I feel like I don't have staple quality pieces. I I had that with business casual and business clothes when I worked Mm -hmm. that life, but I don't work Mm -hmm. that life anymore. So I really don't need needs have changed. Yeah. Yeah, So I need to like make up for that. And then 
basic shit. Like I realized I don't have jeans that don't have rips in them because oh yes, I just bought two pairs of jeans. I was like, I need winter jeans. I yes, jeans because I was still yeah. yeah, I was still wearing jeans from like when I lived in Seattle. I could wear the same jeans year round because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it never got too cold, never got too hot. Versus now, I'm like. Oh, I'm in I'm in New York now. Like, yeah, you need like it be below it be below zero. You need long johns. You need like exactly. real shit. No, yeah, exactly. I went. You, my, Ruben makes fun of me. Ruben's my partner for if you don't know, um, because I love to go to the pennies. I love J C Penny. I don't know what it is about <laughs> J C Penny. It's I, comfort. Again, old age. They have some quality pieces. I'm not gonna hold you up. <laughs> I got a new trench coat. It's a berry color, beautiful, heavy. You know, I got some jeans. Um, what else? I get some earrings from there. I'm so old. I'm dead ass, and it's affordable, and they always got a coupon, so I be down at the (laughs) pennies. I do, and I dress cute. Y'all see me? me. Yeah, yeah. I I don't dress like an old lady. You just gotta find the pieces, of course. Yeah, but I be down at the pennies, getting my stuff with my coupon. Yeah, I also really started diving into um influencer styling, like where they can, you know give outfit ideas and inspos and stuff like that because i really Mm -hmm. want a person i really want a personal stylist and i really want an interior designer for my apartment but maybe when i actually get something that's mine versus the apartment i don't know Mm -hmm. who will we'll see up tbd but yeah yeah. i remember when you you were my personal stylist stylist. yeah i just found out i got fired on air y'all thanks (laughs) (laughs) the fuck (laughs) bitch i can't I need full time. Uh, we can no, we can we can Me. talk about it. But I need full time. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm busy. It's it's cool. I have other clients. <laughs> That's what I'm fine. Whatevs. You think no, I give can, a fuck? Um... I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we may need to do an updated consultation. Like the last time you consulted was like. It's been a while. Okay, I'm my not grad going school graduation. It, yeah, right, like, it has been a while. My it grad school graduation. Yeah, eight to ten years. I have some new staples now. Like I just said, yeah. the pennies. Or yeah. uh, Reb Dows is another one. I got this beautiful red dress that I wore to uh, work the other day uh, from Reb Dows, and I, I think it's kind of a low key. Um, it's not fast fashion, but it's it's like yeah. online. You know, and you know, so I like, I like, them. I think, I, like their I think too. Now I have a and better concept one. of the style that I'm, my personal style that I'm going for. I feel like the last yeah. time I was just like, Nina, tell me what to wear. Oh, Versus yeah. Now yeah. I kind of have like, no, this is what, what I'm going for. Wear? Yeah. I yeah. just don't dress know. Differently. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know how it, you know, will piece together. Um, no, so yeah, fine. let's, let's have a consult about you. that. Let's take that offline. Um, um, it's fine. <laughs> well um Uh, (laughs) um, oh before we before we get into the the main topic um Mm -hmm. do you watch house of dragons i are you not are you i do i do are you devoted i have not i have not been as devoted as i was to game of thrones just because i know what happens i was so into the lore i know what happens so it's kind of like it takes the fun out of it because i know who dies i know who lives i know how it gets to you know the modern day or not the modern day but like how it gets 200 years into the future so yes i do watch it i have i'm not up on the finale but i also know what happens so yeah did you read the books too <laughs> no i wasn't a book reader i'm more uh, of a wiki uh i'm more yeah, of a wiki Wikia, and yeah. so, uh, okay mm-hmm. i'm a sparks notes type of bitch when it comes yeah. to uh, 
the the type of stuff that I love. But yes, I have been watching that. Um, I need to catch up on the finale though. Okay, yeah, it's good. Like I also, it? I I do like it. I also started watching Game of Thrones over again mm-hmm. because I realize now how much. Because so. I binged, I attempted to start Game of Thrones like seven times. Um, and I was like, this mm-hmm. is boring. I don't like it. But that was when everybody was watching it. My mom, I was like, damn, everybody watched this show. Let me try again. Mm-hmm. Got into it, binged it all up until the, it was eight was the last season. So I watched eight live mm-hmm. with everyone else. But up until then, I the was like, The worst fucking season ever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So in the binging of it, it was a lot of, okay, let me summarize this episode. Let me have a family, you know, like kind of mm-hmm. catching up versus being immersed in it. So now after watching all the Game of Thrones, watching House of the Dragon, oh, House of the Dragon, whatever, whatever. House whatever. Of Dragon. Yeah, mm-hmm. the dragons. Um, And now going back to rewatch Game of Thrones, so much shit in Game of Thrones makes a lot more sense of like, when I first started watching Game of Thrones, I didn't realize how the Targaryens used to be them, like, them motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Oh, when they had dragons? Oh, yeah. But now, after oh, yeah. watching House of Dragons, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Like, everybody was fighting for, like, Danny should have been. <laughs> it all. It should have been. Yeah, she, it always should have yeah, been. Yeah, it should have been her. But watching yeah. it the first time, all of that wasn't making sense. So now I feel like yeah. I have a better understanding. The Targaryen Townfall was them fucking each other. That was, yes. was their enemy. Because yes. that's how they got the Mad King. I mean, yeah. There's a there's and, a few crazies in the in the timeline, but the Mad King was the, the tip yeah. of the iceberg for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, mean, it's I a like good, it. It's a good show. I just am not as, I'm not like watching it in real time every week. I'm mm-hmm. like giving it at this point, I'm like behind three episodes, but I know what happened. So, it's oh, okay. I mean, I've been I, what I've been watching every week, as you know, is Reasonable Doubt. Oh which, yeah, yes, um, on Hulu. Amazing, great show. Love the use of nigga um team times in one yes. team. It's great. And Jay Z. Um, yes, lots know, of lots of and just the wigs that bother me. But other than yeah. that, yeah, it was something I was reading on Twitter about how. When she said nigga, she said nigga in something. It was like she is a prosecutor, blah blah blah. Why would she be talking like that? And I'm like, what? What are you? What? What, what are you talking black, about? I mean, well, you know what? She's not a whoever says that is not my type of black. This I'll just yes. say because there are different types of black people, right? And so, yeah. like, I am a very high ranking person in a lot of different things. I say the word nigga often, honestly. I be saying in my, I be having to stop myself from saying it in a meeting because that's how my brain works. It's kind of like when your first language is is Spanish, yeah. and then you got to like, oh, yeah, it's like I'm trying to. My think. first language is 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 ebonics and just negative. So like, I have to I'm translate a, yeah. what I would <laughs> say to you into like this articulate standard English version of what you yeah. understand, which I'm a often girl. saves a lot of people grief. I'm a girl from the East Side, Detroit. <laughs> that that's Period. at the heart of it is is Period. not gonna change yeah. um i can i can put on a mask and pretend to be other shit but if i'm really pissed yeah. or if i'm really excited you're gonna get the you're gonna the notice you're gonna notice um, yeah there's this other show that i've been watching that just ended called the patient and i think i talked about it before but it just ended oh my god y'all it was a good um, show i think it's a limited series it has steve carell in it yeah um, the way it ended was so crazy and part of me thinks i'm gonna have to start doing tv reviews for shows that i don't think nobody else is watching now i don't mm. think anybody else is watching the patient there's this other show called tell me lies and also i also like watch a lot of white shows so like 
there's always that but like yeah. tell me lies it's just so crazy but i don't see people really talking about it and i, it's I, that, to, I like, watched the first episode it seemed like it was just like a show on gaslighting or like a toxic it, it a toxic relationship is. and so like i love to hate these people like every uh, character except for evan and i forget the white girl's name are literally awful um but mm. i watch it every week just to cuss them out honestly <laughs> Um, and that show just had its season finale and the ending was like, no, he didn't, but I don't got nobody to tell. Oh, um, dang. so I'm had to start, I don't know. I might have to use my TikTok to like do random, like TV reviews TV of shit reviews. that I don't, <laughs> I don't think other people are watching. Um, oh, and one last thing I went to go see Wicked for the first time at the Chicago theater. Yes. Fuck, uh, literally fuck everybody in that story. Like, wow. Have you heard it? <laughs> like. I went into Wicked not knowing I know what you know I love musicals let's start there Mm. like I love musicals I've always wanted to see Wicked but I've never actually known what Wicked was about like I've never googled like oh yeah the the storyline I just know it's about I just know it's about you know the Wicked Witch of the East and the Glinda the Good Witch and them being friends in school before like as a precursor to what happens in um the Wizard of Oz fuck Dorothy fuck the dog fuck the Tin Man (laughs) all these people Fuck eyes, fuck them little munchkins. Like, wow, y'all really did her dirty. Um, so yeah, that was that was fun though to go Wait, see that. Did you see a show when you came here? No, I didn't end up seeing it. And it and it Wicked was there, but it was cheaper to go see it in Chicago. So I was like, oh, why would I yeah. see it in New York when I could just literally go down the street and see it for cheaper? Yeah. I guess that is um when you asked me what I'd done. I did go see um the piano lesson on Broadway by August Wilson. Oh, um, yeah. I'm a huge, that? I'm a huge August Wilson play fan, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it was really good. It was Samuel L. Jackson was in it. John David Washington. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. directed by Latanya Richardson. Watch Latanya Richardson Jackson, who is Samuel L. Jackson's wife. Danielle oh. Brooks was in it. Um, and the, the original, when it was, First, when the play was first brought, Samuel L. Jackson played the role of it's like a nephew, uh, uncle, and the, and a sister, so siblings and a ne- mm-hmm. and an uncle. So when it mm-hmm. was first started, Samuel L. Jackson played the role of the nephew, like the younger. Oh, role. okay. So now and then now the he's role. playing the uncle, it's like but it's mm-hmm. yes, but it, it, he so the nephew is John David Washington, which is Samuel L. Jackson or Samuel. Yeah, so his which mama is directed him in the play. No, sorry. John David Washington is Denzel Washington's son. Right. Samuel L. Jackson in the play and Samuel L. Jackson's wife is directing Oh, it. Samuel L. Jackson's wife. Yes. Got it. But right. John David Washington is like, that's those are his play on uncles because yeah. it's Samuel okay. L. Jackson and yeah. yeah. I mean, because um, fame and black. Yeah, and, right. Cause, and black yeah. excellence. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. It was funny. It was dramatic. It was real. I, I love August Wilson because it's in the purpose of like most of his plays is just every day black life mm-hmm. as opposed to like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be extremes you hear of stories where it's like kings mm-hmm. and queens and all of these things but like mm-hmm. what about just everyday people mm-hmm. and august wilson also wrote fences so if you saw the movie yeah that's where- yeah i went to go see an august wilson play at the <laughs> end of last year it was called a gem in the ocean did not like it. oh that's like part it. of his um century cycle he has like 10 plays that take place in each decade of the black mm-hmm. american experience i think yeah that one i could have skipped that one that. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I didn't get it. All right. Well, you know, look at us being cultured and leaving the house. Look at us. Right. That's one thing I'll, I'll leave for a, a play or a musical. 
Dream Girls was here, and I'm sad because I did not get tickets. It wasn't like in Chicago, though. It was like in Naperville or some shit. Um, but I would have loved. Shout to out to that. Shirley Ralph. Um, I love all oh, the yes. all the her internet finally getting her yeah. in. I love how much her kids love her and how mm-hmm. much the celebrities are pouring out to her. She got about to be in um the next Fenty by Savage show. Oh yeah, I um, did hear about that. Yeah, because it was oh, maybe it was, a, okay, it was last year. Mm-hmm. Last year she put a thing on a video of her walking around a pool and a two piece reminded mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. who in fact she, she is. Mm-hmm. And now she mm-hmm. and Fenty. Shout out to the Sora. Yeah. Um, did you did you like the new Lift Me Up record? Um, I think I if to I it once. I think if I hear it playing in Black Panther, I would think, oh, this is a great musical accompaniment accompaniment to whatever I'm watching. But it's not if I'm thinking Rihanna putting out new music, that's not what I expect. But it's also for Black Panther. But I don't know. At this point, I don't know. It's fine. I know the girls are going crazy, but I was like, I listened to it once and I was like, okay, like never listening to that again. It's just not. Maybe if it was just a Tim song instead of her giving it to Rihanna, but I just was yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. By that. Um, yeah. 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 I feel like. More... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna switch gears to. Did you listen to Girls Night Out? The oh new... um it's yes great with it yes. Yes. yes baby face oh my god y- y'all know I love baby face yes I love baby face and he's just talk about a musical genius but like to bring that into the 2022 and still have the same power and charisma without it sounding vintage or old, but still sounding like good ass music. Great, great, solid record. Yes. I think it's, it's a, um, I forgot who I was talking to this, but I feel like it's a great, um, Cause he has songs with like all the R and B girlies out now. Mm -hmm. Each of them have a song with them. So I feel like it's a great way for the younger people to hear the impact of Babyface with like their mm-hmm. artists. I think mm-hmm. there's a few people on the older side who are expecting Babyface to give Babyface from when they were listening to Babyface in the 90s. Oh, yeah, but that's and not- I feel like there's a there's a disconnect from that. If you want that, go listen to Tony to Braxton's first album. Like go yeah. yeah because him because also yeah. the music that people are expecting with the old Babyface with the singers, these singers are not doing that. So you're not going to right, get no, a song, no. you're so, not you know, and that from Queen Nigel. Yeah. You're not, you're and not and granted, that, so. granted, yeah. I have a, I have a, I long for the day where we can get artists who are more Jasmine Sullivan when it comes to range of like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they just need a Singing. microphone and can say, but that's not, people don't be in the church no more. That's not, I mean, yes. that's not a criticism, but that's why so many of our yes. singers have the range because they practice in They're church Im- every fucking yes. day the singers now are getting inspiration from the singers who were in the church but that's Correct. a disconnect of actually understanding how to sing that way or have that power or have that feeling into yeah. it um right. it, it works i'm not i don't want to be the, the person that be like back in my day music used to be right blah, blah, blah. no i i y'all heard me i love the new record <laughs> i was like wow you know like kaylani elsa i mean not elsa LMA, <laughs> Ari, Ari Lennox, Ari, um, Baby Tate, uh, Little yeah. Baby Tate is on there. Uh, Tierra, Coco, no, Tiana Major, uh, yeah, Tiana Pink. Major Nine, um, Coco Jones, yeah, Coco, um, right? Coco's, yeah, it's, I like it. I, I like it for what it is. Yeah, and um, now people know the young, the young girls know who Babyface is. 
Because mm-hmm. you know, I'm also a, a certified baby face stand for his baby baby and the music oh that he is. And I love Tony Braxton. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. Although when they went on tour together, it was well, not... their album "Divorce, Love, and Whatever." I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I've never been divorced or married, so it. I wasn't the uh, target target audience. audience that, yeah, but... I went to I went to their concert. I was third willing it with my parents. I went to their concert. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna actually go head out." <laughs> uh, oh, they didn't. Just... Ta- what do you mean? They didn't sound good. It. it Tony Braxton wasn't actually singing. She was just oh. <laughs> and like talking in that way. Um, and I was like, mm, they should have had Tamar come out and do it. Tony, her yes. Tony Braxton impersonation is almost better. Such than a Tony fucking Braxton. little sister. Yes, it's such yes. a fucking little sister. And she used to do it. backup for her. So yeah, like, yeah, she knows her tone. Uh, uh, yeah, and she um, there her tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Tony Braxton singing "Cuff It." Um, oh yes <laughs> which is like i loved it but i also cup. like didn't need, but i also was like that's not a song for you tony but i also loved it i mean like i just like listening to her know that she likes beyonce or like listens to beyonce my favorite beyonce. version is lithidia leaks uh, nini doing mean? have you seen when nini was singing cuff it and that, that like the run yeah, so she, I, I feel like falling in love no, i missed it <laughs> I did not. I was not on that side of the internet that day. Go go on Twitter. Go um, on Twitter. Um, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so. All righty. Let's hop into it. Yes. So this week we want to get into, um, you know, before we were talking with Changela, talking about being able to move around and relocate. Um, as you know, you're navigating life as a millennial black woman. Um, but we also have the other end or another avenue of actually as a black woman being able to go into homeownership. Um, so we wanted to talk and get more in, uh, go dive a little bit more into what it's like for homeownership, which I cannot relate to because I am a <laughs> renter. <laughs> but ain't nothing wrong with a renter. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying it like, <laughs> like I'm. Oh, not okay, yeah, it. I was about to say. Um, <laughs> but um you know you as also what you've been a home- homeowner for three, like three years? years now yeah, three years? yeah. <laughs> time fucking flies man <laughs> um so yeah so want to dive into that to learn a little bit more about the pros and cons of home ownership um where some things to know if you're interested in buying a home I know for me personally I always go back and forth on a I feel like I should because that's where everyone else is in their life, but my lifestyle may not line up um, with it. So I feel like I'm always going through a back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. But we have a guest today with us, Tegas yes. um, Walker, who is going to talk with us too about um, getting into home ownership. Um, so I'll let Nina, you want to introduce Tegas first? Yeah. Tegas Walker Walker is a customer-driven realtor focused on exceeding the expectations of every client. Through her extensive knowledge and commitment to providing quality and timely information, she ensures that her clients achieve their real estate goals. With a skillful and... Ooh, wait, what's this word? With a... Consultative approach. From the top. You can keep that. Yo, you can keep that in. Because never be afraid to ask how to pronounce a word, y'all. Look, I'm an urban planner, not a linguist. Okay. <laughs> I don't read words. 
see. All right. <clears throat> Let me try this again. All right. From the top. Tegas Walker is a customer-driven realtor focused on exceeding the expectations of every client. Through her extensive knowledge and commitment to providing quality and timely information, she ensures that her clients achieve their real estate goals. With a skillful and consult... <laughs> consultative... <laughs> oh, y'all know that... Um... Who was it? Was it Kodak Black? It was somebody that couldn't get Charlemagne, Angela Yee. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like him right now. Consultative approach. Okay. With a skillful and consultative with a skillful and consultative approach, Tegas helps her clients feel comfortable through the process of buying or selling a home. She leverages her experiences as a University of Michigan industrial operations engineer and corporate management consultant to ensure that every buyer and seller is informed on the latest trends in the real estate market and feels equipped to make the best decision with every transaction. As a realtor with integrity and dedication to excellence, Tegas is excited to work with trusted professionals at Berkshire Hathaway Home Service, the Loft Warehouse. Tegas was proudly born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. To balance her work and life, her work and life, to balance her work and life. That it don't say her. Weird. To balance work and life. Oh, to balance work and life. See, I'm inserting stuff. To balance work and life, Tegas enjoys traveling, trying new experiences, and being an international foodie. She is a tourist. So you can pick one of those. I don't care if you keep in the mistakes or I can do it again. Let's do what it do one, more time, one more time. One more time. From the top. Yep. Okay. Con- consultative 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 okay consultative okay tegas walker is a customer driven realtor focused on exceeding the expectations of every client through her extensive knowledge and commitment to providing quality and timely information she ensures that her clients achieve their real estate goals with a skillful and consultative approach tegas helps her clients feel comfortable through the process of buying or selling a home she leverages her experience as a university of michigan industrial operations engineer and corporate management consultant to ensure that every buyer and seller is informed on the latest trends in the real estate market and feels equipped to make the best decision with every transaction a realtor with integrity and dedication to excellence, Tegas is excited to work with trusted partners and professionals at Berkshire Hathaway Home Service, the Loft Warehouse. Tegas was proudly born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. To balance work and life, Tegas enjoys traveling, trying new experiences, and being an international foodie. She's a tourist. That's the best y'all gonna get out of me today. Welcome, Tegas. <laughs> hey. I am well add in. I did I did grow up in Southfield too because I want people oh, to like she said uh, I went to Southfield later. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Oh no, yes, because you will get called out. Um, yeah. I know it's, a few it's like a nuance like, that only yeah, it's a nuance that only yes. true Detroiters will know. Um, yes. and people from Southfield. So thank you for that clarification. Before we before the hate yes. mail starts, because yes. we get so but much. say it even there's levels to it because saying you from Southfield or saying you from Detroit and you from Southfield is better than saying you from Detroit and you really from like West Bloomfield or from somewhere even farther out, you That's know. True. So it's like, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you that, you know. Yeah, I'll give you that, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome, Tigas. Yes, welcome. We're excited hey, to have you. Me. Yes, and your expertise. Yes. Um. So let's start off by first telling us, because um, as you mentioned in your bio, you 
um, we have the same degree from University of Michigan. And then you're also consultants, which we both were in other lives. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself and how you actually got into the real estate field and kind of why you wanted to come into this field. Yeah. So for me, real estate was something I've always enjoyed. So like even on the weekends, I was just telling my mom, like, hey, it's an open house. Let's, let's go check mm. it out. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I just always enjoyed it. And fun fact, so when I was graduating from Michigan, I really had a moment where I was like, dang, I want to be a realtor. But I knew it was going to sound crazy to tell my family, like, I know I got this job in New York at Goldman Sachs, but I'm about to stay here mm. and be a realtor. And so I was like, nah, just push that to the side and go to New York. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I was working there um, doing like quality analysis and it was cool. Like I enjoyed what I was doing, but I still was like, mm, I don't know if this is it. I want to try like other, you know, field. So I went into consulting, worked at Accenture with Dana. Um, and that still just wasn't doing it for me. I was just like, every day still seems the same, even though I'm like getting this exposure. So I ended up working at a local consulting firm, so I didn't have to travel as much. And I was like, you know what? I'm interested in real estate because I used to always listen to like real estate investing mm -hmm. podcasts and stuff. So I, I took it from like an investor approach at first. And then I was like, it would still just be dope to help people, you know, purchase a mm -hmm. home. You're still a consultant, but just in a different way. So I started doing that part time. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really like it. Um, and then I quit my job during the pandemic to be a full time realtor. Wow. Um, it was just one of those. Yeah. It was one of those things where I had already been planning that I was going to quit. Mm -hmm. It was like I was supposed to quit in March and then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's mm -hmm. wait. And I kept pushing it back until I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. It wasn't for me. Um, I was like, you know, I had, well, I was on a project with someone and our working styles class. Oh, gotta do it. <laughs> gotta do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, no, I'm just not going to do it. And it was like, it was obvious. Other people knew what my manager told me, like, listen, I already know what the issue is going to be. Just kind of deal with it. It was just like, why am I doing this? Like, I could just go into real estate. So um, I decided to just go out there and do it. I felt like I was pushing me because literally that day and just tell me if I'm rambling. Um, but literally that day, <laughs> I, I was like, OK, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell my manager. But I was being a punk about it. And so my manager actually ends up calling me and I was like, All right, oh, wow. you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> so I felt like that was God telling me to do That's it and then um yeah so I yeah so I've been doing that like two years now and I'm really happy because I remember um so when I was talking to HR you know doing my little exit interview mm -hmm. she was like yeah and you know if this doesn't work out in a couple months you can come back and I was really offended like <laughs> all you gonna give me is a couple of months or whatever um so yeah it's been two years so oh, wow. congratulations <laughs> right right <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up getting into real estate. And so, that really goes to show that when you have a calling, you can't ignore it. Like you can yeah. you can delay it, mm -hmm. but you can't ignore it or it's going to eat yeah. you up. So that, I'm glad that you took mm -hmm. that jump because a lot of people would have been scared to do that. Like, oh, like this check, you know, I get this check every two weeks and this is this yeah. is how it is. But real estate doesn't work like that. So, yes, yeah, yeah. like you really have to take a bet on yourself. And when you yeah. when you do it, I mean, because as somebody I love like real estate shows. <laughs> like selling sunset <laughs> and selling Tampa and million dollar mansion, whatever insert, you know, city. Um, I know it can be tough. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. What losing that that every other week check, I was like, man, it was that. It was all my benefits. Oh, right. Like, yeah. Oh, health insurance. Yeah. Like, oh. 
pivots are i feel like we were kind of stirring on trying to pivot at the same time of like a Mm-hmm. I, I I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do, but I hate it. And there's something else I want. And I rather put my energy into going after what I want than being miserable in yeah. what I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like I don't know. That's also like the the period of life we're in, as it, you know, being entering our 30s, being in our early 30s. Like, yeah. So love love to see how how that's um, kind of come in and transitioned um for you um so you work in the metro detroit area that's where most of your um, clients are serviced um what have you seen as far as barriers for people when it comes to home home ownership and we can speak like either in the context of in detroit or in you know a, a urban city or in general from what you've um from what you've experienced. Um, but yeah, what are barriers you see for most people as far as home ownership? I think for the most part, sometimes it's just not having the information to get started and thinking the process is harder than what it really is to get started on it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is people with their credit score not being right or not having enough you know, money saved up to purchase it. So those have been pretty much the biggest things. And then also uh, the feeling like they can't manage a home, like, oh, you know, yard work and repairs mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do all that so those would be the main things that I'm seeing right now preventing them yeah I mean which is real I, in the sense of like <laughs> on the other side three years in and I'm sure you can you can relate because we were talking about this like the repairs it can be overwhelming it can't you gotta like yeah it's not no manager to call I mean it's not no landlord to call like you the landlord mm-hmm. so it's like when you gotta leave exactly. you gotta like fuck like who am I gonna call are they gonna try to over mm-hmm. I don't know better Ooh, was she messing up? I don't know if it's just no, me, but that yeah, was she was messing up on me too. Um, Nina, you frozen. Can you hear us, Nina? Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry, somebody was calling my phone and um, uh I bounced out for a second. My bad. Let me put I thought well somebody who okay. Let me put my phone on uh all right. Sorry, let me say that again. Um, yeah, it can be overwhelming, especially when, you know, you have people who may overcharge you for something simple. And like, I be on YouTube, mm-hmm. YouTube University don't always work. And I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not yeah. great at trying to figure it out. So it, it that can be overwhelming. When it comes to the credit score, like think about how much money you're supposed to have. Yeah. Like even, even all of those steps. Some needing somebody to really help you think about all of that, like the pre-work mm-hmm. it even takes before you go to your lender and ask for like how much am I eligible for? Just like doing your own uh assessment or like inventory of your resources and how much of your resources do you have to dedicate to like the home buying process, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like I get it with the repairs and stuff because it gets on my nerve. Like I honestly I'm at a point where I I'm in a single family home right now. But I want to get a condo yeah, yeah. because I want somebody else to do it. I, I managed to answer. Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. Yes, I had my heart set but on like, getting a condo, and I ended up with a single family mm-hmm. house. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What made you decide to land on the single? You know family? what? I, it was just a matter of with 
it was a matter of like the resources around. So like grocery stores, cause I didn't have a car at the time mm -hmm. in Chicago. So it was like, okay, where can yeah. I live? And then like with the condos, they were cool. But then like thinking about having to deal with the HOA and like the, mm -hmm. like how it just yeah. kind of what's, what's a little bit more complicated. Oh, what's uh, HOA? Associations. So usually mm -hmm. when you're in a condo, like you, you all share expenses that have to do with like gardening or cutting the grass, or if the roof falls in, like you're paying into your association. Hopefully I'm explaining that right tickets because I am not a realtor. Mm, yep, you got um, it. So you have to essentially like your neighbors enough to be to feel like they're responsible enough for you all to maintain your shared house together right because you share walls you share electricity you share mm -hmm. you know pan uh electric panel so if something happens and y'all need a special assessment everybody got to cough up 10 grand for mm -hmm. a new roof like you got to somehow come up with it um and so i think it was just a mix of like trying to find something that was gonna fit the needs that I had without a car and the fact that like some of the condos I looked at, like didn't, like, I just wasn't sure about like, if I was willing to jump into HOA with the people around me. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and then I, I walked into the house <laughs> and the kitchen is a beautiful, like the, oh, yeah. the remodeled oh, the kitchen. And I was her like, kitchen oh, is fire. Yeah, so yeah, that's really yeah. what led it to me. I want to see it. <laughs> would, I have to would, give you a little tour before. <laughs> <laughs> would you say, would you say that um buying a condo is a good like first step into home ownership or is it kind of two separate beast of condo versus single family or like multifamily and for folks who don't know single family is just like the standalone house mm -hmm. versus multifamily is more, more than, than one unit yeah so <laughs> like a duplex yeah. or a flip right like so yeah i would say to me, I feel like it's the same. I mean, the process to get it is the same. Mm -hmm. it's, sorry, that's my y'all know my. No, yeah, the from, the, yeah. Like, no, from the technical, from the technical <laughs> side, yeah, yeah, it's the it's the same process. Like I tell people, if you are really worried about you know law work and stuff like that, mm -hmm. then go to kind of road. But even still, it's not terrible. Like Nina, like you were saying, I have my single family home. I have someone that comes out every other week or whatever. So. I think it just depends on your, like you said, it depends on your lifestyle, what you're looking mm -hmm. for and what's going to be best for you at that time. What would you say kind of, um, of opposite from the barriers of home ownership, but what would you say some of the joys um, you see in owning a home? So the joys for me, I mean, honestly, it's the money uh, because <laughs> I know that I had generational wealth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I know mm -hmm. that I have wealth. I know that, okay, if I want to, I could pull out money from this house because I have equity built up. And for those who don't know, um, equity, equity is the difference of the current value of your home versus what you owe on it. And so there are different ways you can go with that. So even like right now, I could take out money from my home and use that to for other like purchase other investment properties. So you could mm -hmm. do like a home equity line of credit or a cash out refinance. So for me, really, that's the main thing where I'm like, okay, this is money. It's going to set me up to do x y and z or you know whenever i move out of this place i'm gonna probably rent this out just take out some money go get my next place mm -hmm. so it's just yeah it's like monopoly yeah it's like a way yeah so it's a it's another investment another bank to store your money in you're paying mm -hmm. your mortgage yeah and you know of course the interest and everything but you're paying your mortgage every month just so you can get that money back eventually and and mm -hmm. leverage it so that's like the real important part of it do you ever do i mean i know this isn't necessarily on the list of questions that we gave you but do you ever dibble dabble in like commercial real estate 
I usually, oh, I don't do commercial mm-hmm. real estate that often. I have a realtor that I work mm-hmm. with. She's an expert in that. So I will usually refer mm-hmm. people to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to learn about it eventually. But right now, I'm really just focused on residential and becoming mm-hmm. the expert in that. And I'm going to let the yeah. commercial experts do their thing. <laughs> the only reason I ask is because sometimes when people are like, oh, like I want to own property. I want to have equity in something. But I'm not sure mm-hmm. I actually want to be a homeowner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you can always, mm-hmm. you know, there's always, you know, commercial properties. You can literally buy like a storefront and you could, you know, rent it out yeah. to somebody. I've never, clearly I've never done it, but I know that that's a possibility. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. people are like on the fence of like, if they actually want to buy real estate, even if they don't want to live in it, being a landlord is still a job. Right. Um, but like, yeah. you know, or you can get a property manager. Or, yeah, you mm-hmm. can always buy. Yep, yeah, you can always get the property manager to do all that stuff. So there's always workarounds to whatever like uh, barriers you see in front of you. What's what's since you are like your expertise is real estate, like sorry, um, residential real estate. Like, what's some of the best pieces of advice you've heard regarding like? how the home buying process like that you've seen time and time again like if you follow this step or if you do this one thing you'll you'll set yourself up for success your first home doesn't have to be your forever home mm-hmm. so i think that a lot of people mm-hmm. come in they have all these yeah. high expectations i want this i want that and it's like relax you don't have to be in this <laughs> yeah. home forever yeah. 100%. <laughs> you know i'm not saying get something you don't like i think you should enjoy the place that you're staying at but i think that sometimes you know people want to, you know, purchase their dream home the first time. It's like, no, you can build up and, you know, don't let that stop you from. Right. I mean, honestly, I think real estate always going to be a good investment. Yeah. I mean, do you really need a five bedroom, three and a half bathroom? Yes. (laughs) As a single person. I mean, like, do you really? (laughs) Literally. Underground pool. (laughs) Yes. A heated garage. Yes. No, it's real that's like i had a client that kept talking about like oh yeah well what about with kids i was like are you pregnant now like, do you see yourself having kids? are you like you got a man do you have an insemination right like, yes that's hilarious she pressed she could just be she just she just ovulated she just focused on the future that's no all. but I, I think that has to get a, a, a and you can tell me tickets how you see especially since you're a millennial and like i'm sure you service a lot of millennials like the way home ownership was taught to us or what we saw was like oh mm-hmm. you grow up and like dana even the house that you that, that mm-hmm. your parents are still in you basically you didn't grow up in it your whole life but you basically grew up in it the majority mm-hmm. of your life and like people see no, that i grew up in like, it my whole life oh i have to oh you did okay yeah. i must say i don't think you were born in, i didn't think you were born in that house but i lived in i lived in a my brother lived in a different house i lived in this house since i was six months old and it's the house oh, that they okay. still okay. it's the house that when I go back to Detroit, I still go to that same house. So I, yeah. to your to your point of the question, Nina, I think like for me, when you said like whatever house you buy, that's your house. Just how how I was raised. I think of, oh, I buy a house and that's the house that I live mm-hmm. in. My kids grow up in my grandkids come visit me. So even that shift is like, no, that's not mm-hmm. how it has to be. Where it's the same it house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even for me, it's a shift of what I know versus how my, like my life doesn't, my, I, my life, I wouldn't live that life now mm-hmm. just based on of I'm on what city number seven or some shit like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's already not like that, but I think my default is, Oh, when I think of houses, I think of this is where my one and done type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not for millennials. That's not how it, how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, no, I think about selling this and house. And typically, all the time. most people move like every five to seven years, right. like for mortgages areas. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I feel like if you're gonna buy a house, like as long as you like, oh yeah, I'll be here for uh, five years, then then feel free to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, like feel free to buy it. If you yeah. feel like you're gonna be in a less than that, you probably not gonna. You might not get the equity back, or like get enough equity right. in it for it to make sense. Um, but people move all the time. I'd be thinking about, oh, what's my next house after this? Because I could either take equity out of my house and redo the mm-hmm. basement and finish the you know and finish the attic or i can just like make a few repairs and make a profit and just use it for my next house that i don't got to do all that shit because mm-hmm. uh, i'm yeah. lazy and don't like dealing with general contractors so um right. yeah what, so what, yes, really. what would y'all say and this is again a, a freestyle question but just thinking of like I feel like I see a lot of even if I'm going back into how I grew up and what I thought of home ownership would be. I um, I always also envisioned a nigga who was my husband next like next to me going into it. Mm. But even now, that's not what reality is. And for a lot of black women or for folks in general, but I think black women are buying houses at a higher rate than single black men. But that's a idea. That's not a fact that I know for sure. But I feel it in my bones. That is. Yeah. what would you say it is true and it's true just all around the board like single women are buying homes at rates more than like single mm-hmm. men are so do you feel like that's anything and, you have to prepare differently to do or it's really just a it comes down to how much money you have put to either you know put together with another partner or if, if you can you know meet that yourself then go forth and do it or or is it like a you're going to have a different experience if it's yourself versus if you're buying with another person no, I think you're going to have the same experience um, because it's pretty, I mean, the process is the same. It's a matter of, okay, if you buy it with a partner, then, okay, more people are signing. versus mm, oh. <laughs> like you yourself, <laughs> but you know, and they'll, you know, they got to take a look into everyone's, you know, situation. But I also what I'm saying though, for like the couples that are married, which I really like this, the fact that they'll get the mortgage and only one person thing. So they're only, they're getting their mortgage based off of one person's income. And I like that because it's like if something happens, then you still have the second person's income oh, and then we don't a, have to do good, the whole house for That's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about it that way. But yeah, you could just do because mm-hmm. I, I guess part of me is like, oh, I guess you can have more buying power like with your income together. But mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to be and we'll get into this like house poor and like what yeah, is that you mentioned that. Look like. So so. I guess we can jump to that because yeah, like buying above your means or buying, you know, even when you have a partner and trying to think about, and so could you, could you explain to the audience like what house poor means and like how they should be thinking about like how to actually afford and know that they can afford a home? Yeah. So pretty much house poor is when you're purchasing something and you're, you're maxing yourself out for the most part. Like you're purchasing it because like, oh, I've gotten, I got approved for a half a million dollars. So I'm going to buy a house for a half a million dollars, even though it doesn't match my lifestyle because I had this payment, but then I also have other expenses in my life. So it's like, you don't even have enough money to put aside for savings. Mm-hmm. So that's what house poor is. And they say the general rule, you should be, have your housing be like 30% mm-hmm. of your income. And I say, I think all of that depends. So I feel like for each person, you need to break it down. What's important to you and your lifestyle. Like if you know, you like to shop a lot, then <laughs> yeah. you got to take your house yeah. down a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah. Cause you always want to make sure you're saving. I don't want people to hate their lives just to get a house. Mm-hmm. Like just do it. What, what, are, what is your budget? Find that number. And then whatever that number is. Okay. If you got pre-approved for this amount, 
but really you need to stay mm. here, then just tell your realtor that and go off of that. And I, you know, I have a lot of clients that they're like, I know the lender's like, hey, they can go up to this amount, but they want to stay here. I'm like, all right, cool. I respect it. We're going to stay right in this range because mm-hmm. that fits your budget and your lifestyle. So, yeah. Especially when them taxes come in, because you it's not just the mortgage, it's all these different parts of a mortgage <laughs> that you realize when you yeah. actually buy a home, and then you be like, damn, I gotta pay taxes on this bitch twice a year. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, like, man, all right. So if you're considering buying a home, the taxes, like they go up every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I've had to start telling some of my clients now, like, when you purchase this home, look at the taxes now. In the event, if these taxes double next year, are you going to be okay with that? And I tell them that because what happens sometimes with these homes, the homeowners have stayed in there for so long. And so their taxes have been capped at a certain Mm -hmm. rate. But then once the new person purchases the home, the taxes are uncapped. And with that, the assessor can go back in, reassess the value. And now you have a new large amount. And I've literally seen people where their taxes almost double. It's not going to do that every Mm -hmm. year. It's going to be small percentages, but after that first year it's going to jump a large amount so yeah yeah and that's the i mean not the downside of equity because the thing about your housing value going up is that your taxes match Mm -hmm. usually not all the time depending on where you live just like you said if you're capped but like they go with that so it's like oh yeah like my house Mm -hmm. you know is valued at twenty thousand dollars more but then my taxes will also start eating into that equity um Mm -hmm. and that's definitely something that people that I don't feel like is explained really well I had a really good home buying team I will say like my home buying team was legit and because of the industry that I'm in I wasn't going in with like no knowledge of residential whatever but it was definitely still a learning experience and you really got to find somebody who's going to sit you down and talk to you like a child and like really explain all of those different elements to you because you will be sticker shocked and also you can you can um what is it called the the tax assessment you you can always uh like challenge it like if you think they're charging you too much mm-hmm. now have i done it because i'm lazy yeah. no but i know it's an option <laughs> <laughs> i know there's um these realtors uh they're married mm-hmm. and she told me she was like my husband challenges are every year no that's like, not every that, you spoke, that you should just go ahead the worst they can do is say no mm-hmm. yeah just like we usually get something small nothing major mm-hmm. but every little is that across small. everywhere um like every city you can I challenge think so. I think anywhere. pretty much any any ta- any yeah. any house taxes you can you there's some there should be some type of like process in which you can challenge it. Um, I know in Cook County there is, so mm-hmm. I assume there's other places too. What do you see? Yeah. Um, I guess we can kind of do if it differs the country, but then also um, Detroit because we always care about Detroit because we're from there, mm-hmm. even if we're not there at the moment. Um. What's the current outlook for home ownership um, for folks? If we're thinking of um, most of our ta- our target audience is Black millennial women, um, so what would you say is the current mm-hmm. outlook on home ownership? Is it good to like start looking now, or just given the landscape of the market? Kind of what would you say um, if I was a client and asking you? So the thing is, it's really hard to sign the market. So think about it. Last year. Prices were really high. People were paying over asking, doing appraisal guarantees, but they got really low interest rates. So there were some people were like, well, you know what? I'm going to just wait. I'm going to wait, wait a minute because I think prices are going to, you know, stabilize a little bit more or drop. And now, yeah, they did that. And now we have high interest mm-hmm. rates. So it's like you're trying to yeah. time the market and it's like 
it's always going to be something like yeah. the right time is when you're ready. Mm. If you know that, Hey, my credit score is good. I have enough money in savings. I have money for my down payment or closing costs or however it works out. Cause right now there are programs where, you know, you can get your down payment covered. There's grants, forgivable grants for that, mm -hmm. as well as you can get seller concessions to help with it. But if you have enough finances that you need to go to the closing table and then still after that, if you have your savings where, you know, you have at least three to six months where you can still survive because, you know, what happens what if you lose your job or something mm -hmm. like that? We don't want you not be able to pay your mortgage right. and then, you know, we go into foreclosure. Um, but yeah, so if you're if you're prepared in the you know, mentally you're in the right space, if you can see yourself like, hey, I think I'm in an area where I'll probably be here for a few years, then go ahead and pull the trigger and do it. And we're seeing a lot more people do it, a lot more women, especially because they aren't waiting for it. Like, you know, people aren't getting married the way they were mm -hmm. back in the day. Mm -hmm. Those rates have went down. And women are like, well, skip it. I'm not about to wait for some man to come for me to sit up here and get a house. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to need shelter whether I have a partner or not. Right. Like, I'm going to need shelter regardless. No, when you put it like that, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of them, especially that you have to think about a lot of single mothers, they want to provide a stable place mm -hmm. for their children to grow yeah. up. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes so sense. True. But yeah, yeah, and going through it as a single woman, so, yeah, I, I feel like one when they put that they like on your documents, it's like single woman, like by yourself. <laughs> shame, <laughs> shame. I was like, hell yeah, but you know, you can always incorporate even if you have a partner or a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever. You can always incorporate them into your home buying process without their name being on the documents. That way, it's yours. It's your shit, but not too much. <laughs> but not too much. Sometimes, well, there. Boy, don't go there, boy. <laughs> okay, okay. She clearly has some horror stories. Literally, because I be looking like, who are? Why are you? Here? Why are you have the most success. <laughs> the most vocal. One dollar. Okay. Not. Not one dollar. And sometimes I really be wanting to pull the people aside, mm -hmm. like. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Like okay. there was just um, fair, very fair. Yeah. So I'm one of my clients. Their whole what they we had our buyer consultation. Mm -hmm. She wanted was well, my client wanted X. Mm -hmm. Next time somebody else was extra. Now it's a completely different thing. I'm like, oh, uh, what happened? Do yeah. you really want this? Yeah, yeah. like it's like, yeah. mm -hmm. and I'm like, do you want this or do you want this to make? somebody else happy and then what happens if y'all break up but that's you know that's true like, that's that's right. no that's very very true <laughs> luckily 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 Ruben was not that <laughs> he was just, like, just kind of like could you see I was like could you see yourself here yeah okay cool that's cool, 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 cool. the it got a, it got yeah, a roof I like cool, the cool, cool ones like that <laughs> uh, um how can um kind of you mentioned a few things like some um grants and other like programs to start off how can someone educate themselves on like when is the right time to purchase for them so you mentioned like having their finances in order credit score things like that mm -hmm. um and to the point of finances how does one's finances need to look before the starting process so where can someone get more information and then also when they're starting out mm -hmm. what should kind of you would say here's a good starting point to to go off of or does it vary by person to person or home to home no i would say just find a realtor so if you find a realtor they're going to be able to talk to you they can do like a we can do an initial analysis like are you ready or not and then 
you know, for the people that are, I'm like, okay, we're here are my preferred lenders, go talk to them. And you know, they can dive deeper and tell you what you're approved mm-hmm. for or not. But I think you always you just find a realtor because they we typically know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we could connect you mm-hmm. with somebody for everything. Um or like I have a client literally been talking to her for like two years now. It, but wow. she wasn't ready. Yeah. So we're gonna wait until she's ready, you know, and then like especially right now with the market shifting and you know people providing seller concessions and everything now i'm like hey this this may be this may be the time mm-hmm. for you because i know you know finances were a concern um so now we're going through it but and the part where it's like okay how much finances should i have this is what i would say down payments the minimum down payment is three or three and a half percent depending on if it's a conventional or fha loan your cl- then you have closing costs your closing costs are going to be from probably about four to six percent and so roughly you're looking of, at some of what to right. 10%, oh other parts of the purchase price okay. of the home so roughly speaking you'll typically be at about eight percent of the purchase price of the home i round up to ten percent because i like Cushion. to mm-hmm. leave extra yeah. room for things um so you'll typically need roughly speaking just ten percent of the purchase price of the home now if you don't have that you can talk to your realtor and they can tell you about different products that the lenders they're connected with that they have, whether it be, you know, down payment systems, where they're, you know, if you can get seller concessions in order to minimize the amount that you have to bring to close. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I would say. And let me know if I missed something. No, can that. you yeah. explain the difference between a conventional and an FHA loan just so people understand? Yeah. So conventional FHA loan. Uh, so FHA, FHA gets a bad rep for mm-hmm. no reason <laughs> um, because typically people that can go the FHA route, they'll say that those mortgages are actually, you know, their credit score is lower. People look at them like, oh, they They're can't really qualify. Risk. They can't go conventional mm-hmm. route. Yeah, it's, it's high risk. Uh, well, really, that's, that's, not the, that's not the case for it. Uh, but, you know, they are backed by the government. So it's, it's this process and everything is the same except for, if it's conventional, it's three percent down. If it's FHA, it's three and a half percent down. So yeah, just to clarify on the loans, FHA loans they allow a borrower to have lower credit scores than conventional loans do, and also with FHA loans, the appraisal can be a little bit more strict. The appraiser are looking for more things, and it's possible that they may require some repairs prior to closing on the property. So those are kind of like the main reasons why sellers will prefer conventional over FHA. But honestly. They both are good products. They both can get you to the table. So, so take advantage of whichever one works for you. Mm-hmm. And you said too, um, really first step is asking a realtor. Um, so I'm curious, what would you say if there are three things that people should look for in a realtor? I feel like people often ask like, yeah, we had a different, out there. yeah, yeah. If I think of like, there's questions, if I'm looking for a therapist I have in mind, if there's questions I'm mm-hmm. looking for like, Depending what doctor I may have in mind, what would you say a realtor should look? Because I would just ask people that I know that are realtors, but if someone doesn't know mm-hmm. a realtor personally, is it um word, you know, word of mouth or ask around who knows, or is there certain things based off of what you're buying? You can do word of mouth. You can take a look at them up social media, look at their website, see one, who do you think you can connect to? You want to make sure that. Is someone you can relate to, feel comfortable being yourself. You want to make sure that they're knowledgeable. Do they know the market that they're selling in? Do they know, know different products? Like, 
even though I'm not a lender myself, I still have to know the lender, you know, mm-hmm. different products and programs that are available and steps to get you pre-approved. What are they going to look at? And so see, are they providing you with knowledge? Are they providing you with information? Do they, you know, are they a local expert in your neighborhood? Because someone, you know, if I'm going to go buy like a $10 million house, I don't want to work with someone that's only selling like $100,000 homes all the time, mm-hmm. or if they don't have mm-hmm. a network or a team mm-hmm. of that they can work with because you want. So, you know, and it also with different neighborhoods and communities, they work different ways, you know? So it's like, it's like, it's kind of weird, but you know, I, those are the things that I would say look into. Cool. That's a good start. Yeah. Um, when we kind of talked about for folks who are interested in, in wanting to buy a home, when do you think you should mm-hmm. not purchase a home? And I'll, I'll ask this when, when it like, when do you think you should not purchase a home? But when money is not the issue? When, yeah, when money isn't an issue, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're just kind of hopping all around, like I had someone who was like, well, I might be here next year, this year, because even though I know I tell people like, well, you can just rent it out or mm-hmm. you can sell it depending on it. I don't think if you're going to leave after a year and you don't see yourself renting, you know, you don't, you aren't open to that, then don't do it if you don't know exactly where you want to be. I don't, I don't think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then also sometimes people just, they're just not prepared mm-hmm. for it. You know, like I, I want you to be in the right headspace for it because it is a responsibility. Like I won't say it's the easiest thing. Like it's not super hard, but you know, there are things that you always have to consider. Like, so. yeah, I would say yeah. too. Cause I, um, that was a question, but Loki, that was a question for <laughs> for me. Because um, prior <laughs> to staying in New York, I was thinking of when I was, there's a time period when I was going to move back to Chicago. And so I had started like, oh, I'm about to purchase a condo. I wanted a condo as opposed to a home. But then I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I may move. I may, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hop around every two to three years. Um, and so I feel like financially I'm ready to purchase a home but as far as my lifestyle Mm -hmm. I kind of like the freedom of oh no I'm here this year but in two years I may be somewhere else I don't know I kind of feel like I want to live you know hop around go to another country pop back something like that um yeah so it sounds like I'm okay with not (laughs) doing yeah you're you're okay you're okay (laughs) with not purchasing a home like I don't think like it's a you know thing that you have to just check yeah. off at a certain mm-hmm. point in time like I know I'm telling I, I y'all know I really like real estate mm-hmm. and I think it's a good investment that eventually someone everyone should have it in their life but when that happens it depends mm-hmm. like we all have different life plans so don't force yourself to do something just because everybody else is doing it right now when it it really yes. doesn't make sense yeah, your yeah. Life. I definitely I think, I think that's yeah. where most of my pressure is coming from of like yeah then the question is why why aren't you? You're doing so well. Like that's the thing that everyone. I feel People like every think, single yeah. black woman, at 32, owns owns their own home and is like living mm-hmm. their their dream. But I'm like, I kind of like. Um, I really know, miss. Mic- I miss my loft. Yeah. I miss. My, I miss the loft that I had. You know? <laughs> my microwave. My, like, my microwave was broke. I sent. I sent an email, and now it's exactly. <laughs> and now it's fixed. Um, I miss. I miss having. <laughs> well, a if you're at a good place, because some landlords yeah, are trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I miss having a mailroom, having. Um, mm-hmm. You know the trash. I have to take it out. You know, like all I have to do is go to the trash shoot. Um, yep. you know, all those snow different don't mean snow don't mean nothing to me. No, a wasn't leaf, a leaf falling off a tree don't yeah. mean nothing to <laughs> me. Um, 
And that's why I want to go back to my condo lifestyle. <laughs> Real simple. Yeah, I would pay right, this HOA. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it's, it's real important. And like I said, like we alluded to earlier, like don't do something because you've seen other people do it or you feel mm-hmm. like you fixated mm-hmm. on it. And I do feel like I, part of me was doing that even when I bought this house in the sense of, oh, I'm in Chicago. I went from LA where buying a house was completely unattainable for me to come to Chicago or say, like, oh, I can actually buy a house. Like, let me do this. I bought mm-hmm. a house within six months of me moving to Chicago, which is just like, you mm-hmm. know, when Nina puts her mind to something, whether it makes sense or not, she just does it. But like <laughs> looking back, but looking back, like if I knew what I knew now, would I have done it as fast as I did? Probably Probably not. I'm glad I did it because I got mm-hmm. in the market right yeah. before COVID because I bought in August before COVID started in March. So like mm-hmm. I got a good, I got a good. And so I wasn't like, you know, trying to get out of my apartment in the midst of COVID. I was like in my yeah. single family house. But yeah, you 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 have the pros and cons of all that stuff. You just have to really think about what do I want and what do I want to get out of this experience mm-hmm. and then just go with that. But don't let other people's, yeah. you know, Instagram lifestyles dictate to you what you should be buying, especially mm-hmm. not a house. That shit is not an easy purchase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do want us to, especially so, I'll give y'all this fact. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I was on this webinar with Legacy Home Loans. And so mm-hmm. they do have a program, um, this geared towards black people to create more homeowners. So the way that it works is they give you a grant for 2% of the down payment. You have to come to the table with 1% of your down payment. Um, I believe they pay for your inspections and your home warranty as well. They provide you with counseling. What I really like about it is I've heard a lot of home buying programs where they do pre, you know, pre homeowner counseling, mm-hmm. but then they do post counseling as well, which I think that's oh, a big piece, um, just to make yeah. sure that yeah, and, and it's super dope, especially because, you know, you want to make sure that people aren't losing their homes mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. with the housing crisis in 2008, that's where so a lot of African-American families lost their wealth because we had so many foreclosures mm-hmm, from it as mm-hmm. well. So they're trying to prevent that to make sure it doesn't happen. Um, and So their whole goal is just how do we create more black homeowners so that we can create this generational wealth because we know with black people, like our our wealth is really low. And like, oh, if we absolutely. don't address it, mm-hmm. they said, they said by 2053, it's going to be zero. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's crazy. And then, yeah. And so what they were saying is that like right now in Q4 of this year, it's over 2 million people that are qualified to purchase a home. So credit scores, right? Finances, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And they, were, they said that if those people were to purchase a home, then we would, in 10 years, the value of all those homes would be over a trillion dollars by 2033. Mm-hmm. So like just imagine mm-hmm. what that would do for the wealth gap and kind of bridging that divide mm-hmm. and, you know, bringing us closer up. Cause I think the average wealth for a black family is like $24,000 versus like, like it's, 180, it's, yeah, 190. It's, for like, a white it's a, yeah. It's, yeah. It's really big. And then also, well, thinking about, yeah. I was going to say, it's also thinking about where you purchase a home too. I think about that a lot. Unfortunately for black communities, you know, when you purchase a home, you're, it doesn't uh, uh, matriculate as much value if you buy in, in different places because of redlining. And, but then also, you know, when we yeah. think about gentrification and uh, like displacement, it's because we don't own property, whether it be commercial or right. residential. 
in, in the neighborhoods mm -hmm. that we grew up in and spend all of our money in. So it's like this, this catch 22 yeah. of like, you should, you should be investing in the community that you grew up in because then you and everybody else mm -hmm. around you will help to bring up the property value, but you do mm -hmm. have to think, yeah. but, but there's still those external racist factors that keep our values. I mean, even thinking about appraisals, Tegas, you know, yeah. like, when, mm -hmm. you know, the appraisal value between if you, if I'm I, the next time I get appraised, best believe I'm calling one of my white friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amy, Amy, come on. <laughs> exactly. Come on. I'm taking Amy. down every picture, all this black art shit, yeah. all this black art <laughs> downstairs. Down. Because no. you're racist. And it's like, you got it. You, mm. you can have a perfectly fine home that is worth a lot more. But just because of the person who's there at the time of the inspection, it, you could take your mm -hmm. appraisal by like $30,000. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I hate that. But it's, it's true, though, because even like for my clients that are black and we're selling it, I'm like, take all these pictures. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, a, take it's a reality. It's a reality. It's a sad reality. This picture of yeah. Medea got to go. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Medea. This, this Obama picture from 2008 right. to every black person gotta go. in their house. Right. You, gotta better go. put, you better put JFK <laughs> and white Jesus up on that wall. <laughs> Hey, keep it moving and, and not all appraisers not are like all that, appraisers, but, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's 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 so it's like all these different things like it's like not just buying a home but buying a home while black right it's mm -hmm. all these extra every, things yeah. that you have Peruge. to consider with yeah. everything else exactly of like well where am i buying my home and how close is it to yeah. that's why even like thinking about different resources i wanted to be on the I mean, i'm in chicago i wanted to be on the south or west sides but when i was thinking about the resources mm -hmm. that i needed to get to without a car unfortunately those communities those black communities that i really want to live in weren't at the top of my list because they didn't have the resources that i needed to get mm -hmm. around right and that's because of i could talk about this all day so it's like even when thinking about property ownership and and it's supposed to be this american dream for a lot of us Who's right yeah. a lot of us a lot of us that are that are black or brown it's it's a type of dream but it's not the american dream that it sells for everybody else like a white person buying a home somewhere shit even in a predominantly black neighborhood that white person will up the the retail price of the neighborhood which is like again perpetuating anti-blackness and racism it's just a whole thing yeah <laughs> a whole i thing. hate it because i'm guilty of it i'm not gonna lie it's like y'all mm -hmm. on the east side of detroit mm -hmm. And so I started seeing more white people you know, walking their door. I ran to the window. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I said, my value's about to go out. Oh, well, we about to get a whole food. Just wait. Just that's, wait. That's how I knew. That's how I knew Detroit was changing. When I went downtown and I saw a white person jogging, I was like, oh, it's changed. Yeah. What oh, is going on? Every time I go home, I'm like, why are you here? Like, this, mm -hmm. you, your face and this location do not match. Do not why match. is this person? But, why is this yeah, person? It's, just, it's it's and yeah it's sad because it's like why do we even have to think like that exactly. why can't we just see more of our own people exactly. and just be like okay we're doing mm -hmm. good in the community um but I don't know how you change that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's a deeper systemic thing. And so it's like the home buying process in itself is unfortunately not just the home buying process for a lot of us. It's like we have to mm -hmm. think about these other things. But at the same time, you should find mm -hmm. joy um, in being able to own something and have your name on it. And some, especially something that was always taken from us, the, 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 even the thought of having ownership and all that stuff was something that was barely attainable for us until recent history. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
And I'm not gonna lie, when I first got that question, like, you know, what do you enjoy about home ownership? The first thing that came with being like, I own yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's my <laughs> shit. This my shit. Yes, this my shit. Yes. When my neighbors be encroaching, I be I be going back to my little site plan. I'd be like, where the line at? All right. Like <laughs> you want to build a fence where? All right, let me double check. Like, this my shit. Let me my get my measure stick work. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially since I'm the only black person in like the quarter square mile of my neighborhood. Because uh, I live in a predominantly Latino, neighbor- Latino neighborhood, which in Chicago, the the neighborhoods by race are so divided. Mm-hmm. More than anything I've ever experienced, really. I guess outside of Detroit, just because Detroit is predominantly black city anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, so yeah, it's kind of weird. And I'd be like, no. And my neighbors be like, literally like, oh, like who own? Like, do you rent here? I'd be like, no, I own this. They'd be like, oh, you do? by yourself like literally they're asking like i've had multiple neighbors asking that i'm like yeah my shit this i i this my shit right yeah i own this (laughs) i love it i love it um what would you say is um the utility of home ownership that could increase someone's income so aside from living in the home that they're purchasing. Um, I've seen that, you know, a lot of people are buying homes for Airbnbs or mm-hmm. having renters. Shout out to the peach or, pet. Right. Or um, <laughs> flipping their houses. Like, what do you kind of see different avenues or different options besides just, oh, I'm going to buy this home and then I'm going to live in it. And that's how I'm going to build equity. Um, equity. What are some of the other ways that people can, can think about, even if they're not ready to move into the house? How? I would say house hacking. Um, if I had to go back and do it again, I would do that. So house hacking is when you buy a multifamily. So multifamily is two to four mm-hmm. units and you stay in one unit. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. now you can put down the minimum down payment that three, three and a half percent versus it being an investment property. You're putting down like 10 to 20 percent for mm-hmm. it. And so you stay in one unit and then you rent out the other unit. And so that can cover your mortgage or maybe you even profit a little bit extra or if it doesn't cover everything, then you're paying a very mm-hmm. small fraction mm-hmm. of what your mortgage mm-hmm. would be. So essentially other people are paying for your home. Mm-hmm. So house hacking, I think that's just an amazing way to get started with, go, you know, purchasing, you know, doing home ownership. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wanted to, I was looking at duplexes, but all the duplexes I could afford were, whew, they was not it. They was not it. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> I mean, but I, and effort to. But did they effort. consider the the? Did they consider the rental income? They did. Okay. They did. I think it was again. I wanted to live in a black or brown neighborhood, and just like the housing stock, mm. just what or of what I was comfortable. And it's not okay. I will say like what I could afford versus what I was comfortable purchasing there was a little bit of a deviation yeah. so I was like and I and I didn't want to have yeah. to put in money to get to make it new like other than a coat of paint like mm-hmm. all I did was buy yeah. some paint okay. for this house I wasn't trying to do nothing else yeah. so mm-hmm. that's why I ended up kind of shying away from doing a duplex but I really really want to do that so I totally co-sign which you just said right now because I feel like that's such a that's one it helps to stabilize the market and you're offering a more affordable rent than a lot of these people who just do it full time and you can keep mm-hmm. community exactly. in community like you can we tell people mm-hmm. you know like get an 80 uh additional dwelling unit in your basement or like in your backyard and like you can help to make things more affordable for community members that sh- like you you know and it, and instead of mm-hmm. having an investor come through and buy up four properties in in a row and then yeah. hike up the prices in the neighborhood um and so i definitely believe in that model of like yeah let, like 
get a get a multiple unit and, and live in one because you're more likely to like mm-hmm. be not only to serve yourself but serve in the community right exactly which i feel like we need to get back to that having real communities and actually caring about the people mm-hmm. around us mm-hmm. yes. and you know so like when i moved to where i'm at now like I was shocked. Like my neighbors be helping me out. They planted my flowers for me. (laughs) (laughs) Like they plant flowers. They especially on when we had like the big snow days. Um, the guys would come out there, especially the people that are older or like myself, single. Mm -hmm. They'll come out and do the snow on a you know really Mm -hmm. heavy days. They all they're always watching out, looking out for you. Like Mm -hmm. my one neighbor, he like, "See you good." Like if he hears noise, like, "See," I'm like, "It's (laughs) no." That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I would love to see that like happen more, especially within Detroit. Like I'm so tired of this narrative. Everyone wants to talk bad about Detroit and what's wrong with it. We'll fix it. Right. Like stop stop complaining about it. I don't want to hear that no more. Like come in because we know what our community needs like we know that more than anybody else so why don't we come in like trying to change it but that's absolutely yeah no we can have a whole we can have a whole land use economic strategy episode of the we need show. to have Absolutely. we need to right have a have a deep dive uh episode of the show um yes that's where what, my conspiracy theory hat gonna come on for show i'm gonna be see 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 the thing see, is exactly. the man uh, don't want you oh, to right <laughs> oh speaking of conspiracy mm-hmm. so y'all this is my conspiracy okay, okay tell so us. going back to okay well we're talking about the home ownership and what do i think is gonna happen mm-hmm. so what i saw it was a trend where black people really have been starting to purchase homes these past mm-hmm. few years and now we have all these programs that have come out, which honestly, I don't see an issue with any of these down payment programs. Mm-hmm. Like, like zero down payment. You don't payment. have to pay. It's free money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or, or someone are giving you a grant. Mm-hmm. Like, why, mm-hmm. why don't you want to take advantage of free money? Like, I'm always taking advantage of free mm-hmm. money. Like, so, but now, you know, they, they have all these things where, oh, it's about to be a housing crash like before. So really kind of stopping people from purchasing homes mm-hmm. right now, even though there are programs. So I'm like, why do y'all want to stop us from purchasing homes right now? But at the same time, there are so many multifamily units. They're creating more multifamily mm-hmm. units than they are single family. Mm-hmm. So are y'all just trying to create a nation of renters? And then mm-hmm. now that they have these programs that are geared towards, you know, black communities, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're really just trying to help us. Now y'all are putting ahead people say like, stop, you don't want to use this program. It's going to be just like a housing crash in 08. And I'm like, in 08, like the set, everything is completely different. Yeah. Like, this is just what happens in real estate. Prices yeah, go up, they, they go, go down. down. Yeah. You know, it's literally interest rates go up, they go down. People are complaining like, oh, interest rates are 7%. It's so high. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not terrible. It was worse than this. My grandmother had rates that were higher. And what can happen oh, is yeah. you can purchase now at 7%. When they, if they go down like 5%, which they're predicted to do next later next mm-hmm. year. Okay. Yeah, we'll refinance into yeah, a you can refinance. <laughs> I refinanced during COVID yeah. for like two and a half percent. It was amazing. As you should have. As you should have. So, like refinance or then if it goes up then what are you going to do but it's just like i i feel like right now they're putting all these places where it's like to to me Mm -hmm. this is my own conspiracy theory i just feel like y'all they put out these programs to help black people and now y'all putting out all this stuff in the news to stop people mm-hmm. from purchasing homes. Say, so why why do y'all want to do to say that? like oh we well we especially Bank of America trifling ass with they um you know they got they zero percent down program that they piloting in different cities or I think Detroit might be one of them yeah but the, mm-hmm. I mean they're yep. they're also the, one of the most egregious um 
what's the word? Like they have taken advantage of lots of black families, especially mm-hmm. during the black throughout families, history, overcharging yeah. them for mortgages yeah. and all this stuff. So it's like this is not really yeah. like y'all doing charity work. This is like really y'all reparations for all the yeah. shit that y'all did. Yeah, yeah. All the predatory stuff exactly. that y'all already did. But then too, they can just say, well, nobody used it. So like we we did it. We did something. We exactly. put you know, and then yeah. like nobody used it. So yeah, you really do or, have people. Or is it going to be other people that use it because mm-hmm. you don't have to be right? Exactly. You have to live in the exactly. census tract. That's exactly. <laughs> it's like the track, not race. So yeah. So then, right? There's all these workarounds. So then you're not really helping the people that you're saying, or or that's the perception on paper. It's a it's a workaround. And people who are smart, people who come from families who have a history of being uh, uh, knowledgeable, having access to this information, they will take advantage and find all the loopholes and all of these mm-hmm. programs. And amass more wealth while we're sitting around, you know, anything to keep the black man down. (laughs) Anything to keep the black. No, but even this, even even this couple with the idea of like all the pushback for loan forgiveness, when we see who's the biggest demographic who would benefit Mm -hmm. from loan forgiveness, and like it's all the things that keep they keep adding up. So, is it a conspiracy or are we just we know history and we see how shit? Yeah, yeah, see it in action. I mean, twenty thousand not doing shit for me. I'll take it, but it's not doing nothing for me, (laughs) and it's not doing for nothing for the most of the people that I know, the black and brown people who literally couldn't go to college with any other. I mean, like we ain't had no other option. It was this or like I don't know, stay on the east. Like yeah, you sold us. You sold us a dream that we need to go to college. We went to college most mm-hmm. educated demographic well for black women um and then it's still these hurdles so it's like a He's you keep that, you yeah. keep moving the 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 finish line um yeah. yeah but thanks so much Tegas for dropping yeah, some of this, this knowledge really informing us this was yeah. good um tell us tell the people where they can find you at either on yeah. social media your website we'll drop it in the um the description of the episode as well but where can people find you perfect yeah so you can find me on my website is Walker, T-E-G-E-S-T-W-A-L-K-E-R.com. And then also on social, I am on Instagram and TikTok, Tegas underscore Sahai. So T-E-G-E-S-T underscore T-S-E-H-A-I. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook, Tegas Walker, Tegas <laughs> Walker Real Estate. Um, but yeah, I'm most active on social media on Instagram or TikTok. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. So. Perfect. Oh, and then on my email, if you ever have any questions, you can email me. It's it's really just my name. <laughs> I like that. You know, I hate when I yes, hate people handle seven yes, different things. I agree. Like, yes, no, yes, branding, proper oh. branding. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, Instagram. If you want to send me any questions, I mean, not Instagram. Email tegas t e g e s t at tegaswalker.com and cell phone three one three five two zero zero three three six. Get, I don't know if they need an audit. Hey, no, get, get it out there. Get it, get no. the businesses. Yes, you didn't dropped a lot of knowledge. I feel like anybody who's going to be working with you will be in really, really good hands. Definitely so you should absolutely up. reach out to Tegas if you're thinking about buying a home. Um, very passionate i feel like i've been out with you on on occasion and it's like you're down to talk to anybody about the housing <laughs> process the state of the city of detroit like anything is it's always always on and willing to educate and help um so you definitely my realtor yeah. when i when I, I get have... my, my my place in detroit at some point so yeah if anybody if you ever have questions i do um free consultations free 15 minute consultations so yeah I, i'm open i like to answer any questions even if a person doesn't see themselves being ready for a while like it doesn't hurt to ask and you know just be prepared 
Perfect. Perfect. Um, then Nina, let's wrap up the last segment and go mm-hmm. into tone check. Who is our tone check for this week? Well, this week is not Kanye. It's everybody who's mad at Kanye. Mm. And let me back up and explain why. Kanye absolutely deserves all the backlash that he is getting for his anti-Semitic comments. What I want y'all to do is also keep the energy for the black, the anti-black comments that Kanye has been saying. Come on. Um, my, I think the last straw for me, well, one, well, I will say all the all the tweets that are like so and so has decided to part ways with Kanye West. <laughs> those are fun. No, I, she I by Sheree, right? Yeah, I <laughs> but like, Queen Tone I has know, decided to part ways. Part ways with Kanye West. Never <laughs> with Kanye been on the show. He's never been a fan. I've never been, you know, like Yay, who whoever Yay is, never been like you know a friend of the show. Um, but when I saw that Goodwill put out uh announcement saying that they would not be taking any easy merchandise anymore i was like y'all are really mismanaging y'all energy because i know for good and goddamn well that y'all still taking maga hats y'all probably still taking trump t-shirts y'all taking all sorts of racist shit and products from people who are problematic celebrities who are problematic but all of a sudden this particular thing like it's it, to me it's literally not that deep like it's deep enough for like yes if you have direct business with mm-hmm. Kanye that's your choice I I haven't bought anything from Kanye I don't own no Yeezys I don't own, like I just don't do I don't own any of that it's just they not ugly. my ministry I heard they're comfortable Ruben has a ton uh. of them but it's just like not that deep to me but it, like it's also your personal choice right but it's like, mm-hmm. like I can't donate like the like come on like I, I, it's just come on it's just ridiculous like i need the this out this outrage this outrage that is i think um mismanaged or like accelerated uh to be like I don't even need it to be gone, but I need it to be analyzed. I would like everybody mm-hmm. to really look themselves in the self mirror. Ref- some self-reflection. Be self-reflective about why you are so upset about these tweets, which you should be, opposed to the anti-Blackness sentiments that he has been skewing for yeah. years. It's like only a, only a, a select few Black people were outraged about the anti-black comments that he made because there are some people oh he playing chestnut checkers but maybe you know it, it was and and maybe my tone check is a little bit more focused on like our internally in our community of mm-hmm. i'm more livid that it was niggas who didn't care of what he was saying about black people and being anti-black and then you have outrage when he says something about Jewish people like well yeah. you didn't stand up when he was talking shit about your about you right. about your about mama you. about, about so us weird. so it's why so, did, weird. so why are you now like going on? and yeah. I also want I mean yeah I also want people to live in rea- the reality is the whole idea of anti-blackness and racism is that niggas don't care when it comes to, when I say niggas this time I mean everybody mm-hmm. don't care when it comes <laughs> yes it doesn't care when it comes to things that are anti-black. So why are you surprised? If anything, that should be, you should be even more on his ass when he does say some outlandish shit exactly. about because us. Because if we, d- if we don't say shit, no one's going, yeah. yes, no one's going to say shit. So he everything that happened with, was forgiven. Everything that, that happens tracks. Like why, where was the outrage when this nigga who 
mother was a what did he have a PhD in African American stuff? Like who right. read and then his daddy was a short, black panther. I don't in know. In short, very black, very, very self-aware, and also read books. This nigga gonna turn around and say he don't read books, but then opens up a school for children, but no one cares about like the 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 mismatch, um, the mismatch of that and like just everything of what's been going on. I just really I'm over it. At this point, everybody has fake outrage. Just, I just, I've muted Kanye. Kanye West's name has been muted on my social media for at least three years, at least probably yeah. before that. Um, And then now that Elon Musk has bought Twitter, I just, I feel like I'm just going to have to burn everything. I'm just going to have yeah. to go to social media. Look, look, <laughs> look, tech is, crum- tech is crumbling right now. Cause that's a whole yeah. other different thing of like, yeah, he don't, I have my own that I have no my words. own separate thoughts about, about, about Elon and Twitter because that's week. a whole that's a whole other yeah I don't know I feel like even within even within the tech world the more that I work in tech the the, the less I want to use anything that is a result of it um but again that's a whole separate thing but yeah, yeah. Kanye I really want him to get um some mental help and the people that are around him actually care about him in a sense to actually get him help because everything that he's doing it's like I can't even <clears throat> have a critical eye to it because it's like he's spiraling right now so this mm-hmm. whole chestnut checkers no this is a manic episode yeah. this is not chestnut checker like I hate when niggas talk about that and everybody that says that don't even know how to play chess <laughs> like yes Honestly, that nigga's playing Foursquare. I don't even know where he is. He's not on the board. He playing, he, he's, he's playing tic tac so. He's playing tic tac so. You know how? Yeah. You know how? Wait, you know how when um you're playing video games and it's like with an older brother or cousin and they just give you the remote, but it's not really plugged in. Oh so yeah, you think you're playing, yeah, that's exactly really that's not. what he's doing. <laughs> Kanye is playing an un, a unplugged in version of N64 thinking he doing yes, some shit and it's really everybody else who's actually playing the game because Candace Owens played him oh everybody oh. else he's around played him like Candace Owens he's he's spewing Candace <laughs> Owens talking points there and then he bought parlor which is the CEO of her husband like yeah. you got played bro you got yeah. played yeah but anyway um yeah <laughs> do better do like yeah do better. Do, do better and I, I also i want people to get over this idea of just because a celebrity is very skilled in the section at which like they're an artist so yes kanye makes good music but that does not give him like i would listen to him if i was trying to lay down a track but i'm not going to listen to him in any other aspect of his opinions no. on anything because just because the nigga don't read yes and and not i'm not saying this and on honestly, the, on the side of, of like no um uh, i'm not saying this on the side of like i, I don't want to sound like i'm the, the shut up and dribble type of person of no you can only mm-hmm. do what you're you know meant to do whatever mm-hmm. i'm not saying that at all but just because you have these pla- like even within the black community of who are our leaders in the community when they can start naming rappers i'm like no what is <laughs> No, 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 because of nothing, if nothing more with rappers and how much of and and granted, I still shake my ass to it. But rappers who have all this misogynistic views, they not going to save me if they have a three point Mm -hmm. programmatic thrust on how we going to uplift the black black community. They think about themselves and they don't even have a programmatic thrust and they don't have a thrust. They they have some they have some ideas. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, y'all got a program for the thrust? Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> sign me up. Um, yeah, so I just want people to to do to do better. Um I want people to do better. Yeah. Um, I want your outreach. I want your outrage to mean something. And Goodwill, your outrage is doing nothing. It's it doing logical. nothing. It, it, it is, it is, again, I feel like I'm going on a tangent. It is baffling to me how many people men will say that they're logical and then nothing that comes out of their mouth <laughs> makes any type of sense at all and it's, it's like no like talking to me it's like you're not actually logical because as a person who's actually logical like studies studied logic and, and under like no nothing that you're it's all based on emotion it's Absolutely. all emotional opinions and other people's talking points because when I ask you why you have no rebuttal. There's no, you don't double click into the thought. It's just whatever no. is there. You, you fly with it. Um, so Kaye do better, get better. Um, I really want him to stop showing up on my timelines as far as news. Me Cause too. I don't care anymore. I'm over it. I yeah. don't care anymore. Um, and yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. We'll see y'all when we feel like you. when we see and y'all yes yes you know this is a this is a working woman's podcast which means right. you're gonna get this shit when we can we can get into you yes even our intern is wrapping up with school year in, in the midst mm-hmm. of it so we all busy working um but again follow us on socials to stay up to date on when new episodes drop turn on your notifications on your apps if you're on apple podcasts um like us leave us a review if you're on spotify you can also leave um ratings on spotify so do that as well um that's mostly where people listen to us anyway um but yes we'll be back when we are back <laughs> we'll be back when we feel <laughs> like it exactly all right y'all all right take care bye this episode was produced by us and edited by Daner Cole. Our theme music is the track Same by Ricky Ells. Be sure to check it out on all streaming platforms. For questions, comments, feedback, or topic suggestions, hit us up at queentonepod at gmail.com. Be sure to also check us out and follow on Instagram and Twitter at queentonepod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>